talking about uh, we're having thunder and lightning. that 
um, you know, I'm taking inspired action. I'm doing what I'm inspired to do. And um, even though it's taking a really long time, um, I, I feel like it's going to be worth it. I think it's the right thing that I should be doing right now um, on my journey, on my uh, path to getting rich. So that's my check-in. Nice. Anybody else want to check in? Thanks, Ellen. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll jump in. Oh, let's see. Oh, well, last week has been very eventful for me. I um I'll keep, I'll keep this brief, but I received some legal documents. Um, somebody cooking. I'm sorry. Is somebody cooking or doing dishes or? No, not I just can hear. Okay, I can hear background noise. I'm having a hard time hearing you. I'm sorry. I I thought I hit mute. I I really apologize. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Michelle. Uh, No problem. I um, Cheryl, you know about this, but Ellen, I I uh, received some legal documents uh, this past week. Um, so I've got to defend myself. Um, and uh, let's. See, that was that shook me up a little bit. Um, well, that shook me up a lot. And it's family matters. It's it's, um, it's family of origin matters. So it's interesting though because it's it's you know when I went right back to my intention and my motive, um, the things that had um, transpired, it's um, still it was it was done with love and with. Uh, protection, I guess is probably the best way to say it. So having said that, I still have to defend myself. I don't know how the courts look at love and protection, but um, I'll just move, put one foot in front of the other and, and uh, move through it. The um, the other thing that I think is so fascinating sometimes for me is that um, in my line of work, um, I do things with, I guess, I don't know, people call me Pollyanna because I always look at the good in people. Um, And I do that at work and I try to build people up to be their higher self. And it's interesting how many emails I get from from employees thanking me for either listening or guiding them or um, having their best interests at heart, even though I still have to protect the company. Um, It's it's not even about that. So that, to me, it it tells me that I'm on the right track. And then um, one one of my goals or my intentions or my thinking in a certain way um, it's it, um, it's to be certified in, in my industry. And my boss said to me last week, um, she goes, hey, I went to this really good certification class, yada, yada. She says, I want to send you. And I thought, wow, okay. I said, okay. She goes, I'll send you the info, and then you schedule your date, and you go, and you, you do this. Um, and I've, I've never worked for a company who 
has, instead of me investing in myself, has joined me in investing with myself. Um, so that's happening. Uh, let's see, what else? What else? What else? Um, I wrote, you know, last week was on gratitude, and for the whole week I, I wrote, um, as I mentioned to you, I, I wrote every morning three things that I was grateful for. Um, that was pretty powerful. I forget to do that, so I'm not going to stop. I erased everything. As you know, I clean house, I erased my mirror, so I'll start again this morning. Um, those kind of things to me are powerful to stay in that space of gratitude. Uh, let's see, what else is me? I guess that's, I guess that's it for now. That's, that's my check-in for this last week. Thanks, Jill. Mm-hmm. Amanda, did you want to check in? No, sorry, I'm on, I was on mute and then I lost the button. <laughs> um, really interesting week. Um, the highlight was, well, I two highlights. I have this little mastermind that I do on once a month with some ladies and um, she, the leader pulled the card on pulled cards for everybody on Wednesday night. I've never seen that deck before. And um, there was something about, it was past, present and future. And so um I think I told you guys on Monday morning last week that I had to get, I had to release a client. <laughs> and um, and so I did. Is it, um, it was just all this crazy making. And when I had asked for guidance before, I'd gotten this card that was like Prince of Swords. It was so clear. Cut everything out. It's <laughs> not in your bliss. And I was like, oh, well, the only thing that's not that is this work with this one client I'm doing. <clears throat> and so... We got on the phone, and it turned out that she had already been moving in that direction in her mind. <clears throat> and so it was really easy, um, so I was super grateful for her. Then Wednesday night, I asked another question of, like, is there anything else between me and this, the next level of the business? Because it's just, it's, like, not coming clear to me, you know, the vision <laughs> where it's supposed to go. But it's fine. It might just be because... I'm I'm in serious need of rest after the situation I came out of last year. It's very possible, and I'm okay with it. It's just like I'm just scraping away layers. So I'm like, what's next, you know? And so the first the first card that she pulled was cool. Was past like just how beautifully it all came together when I first started the business, and the present was um a card that represented being taken care of uh, and it had everything to do with money and um, obviously that's what we've been working on here is like coming into that place where it's like oh maybe I don't have to work so hard maybe the universe actually wants all of this for me <laughs> so I just need to take all of the stuff that all the all of the beliefs you know all the things that I haven't been thinking in alignment with that and replace them. So <clears throat> that was cool. And then the third one, uh, 
um, when she said it, I couldn't understand it. And then uh, I, so she started reading it to me. And all I heard was blah, 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 spiritual leadership. And I was like, oh, someone else told me that earlier this year, and I just conveniently, like, chucked it out of my brain. Um, <clears throat> and so that was funny. And then the next day I went to an event, and I actually felt um, for the first time in a really long time. Like, I love my work. I get, you know, my poor husband probably could report how I'm like, oh, my God, this amazing thing is happening with one of these projects. You know, like, I love my work. Um, But telling people about my work, um, I just haven't had that, like, that excitement. Like, I have, um, I've learned that not everyone sees all of the connections that I do, right? It's my gift. It's part of what makes me do good at what I'm doing. And so um, I usually just don't, I don't know if it was the people I was with before. Anyway, so we got in this conversation about what's your USP, your unique selling proposition. And they left out story. And so I brought that to the table. Um, It was kind of a mastermind type thing. And so we started talking about it. And it turned into this really weird experience where I felt like, my my excitement and my enthusiasm and my intensity like grew to be in the whole room and um like all eyes were on me i haven't had that in years 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 years, years because i've been in the background just working on myself you know and so i had this moment where like i was i was in the moment i'm super excited talking about how this message matrix thing is like where it's at. And this one lady was like, you know, I'm just really freaking out because I, I like can't figure out the right title and I can't figure out the marketing. I'm like, okay, so nobody cares more about words than I do. Because <laughs> like my whole business, right? Words matter. Um, but I said, you call, you said that you're an extremely spiritual person. And she's like, yeah. And I said, okay, so the problem is that one part of you believes that these words are everything. Like, if you don't nail these words, your whole business is going to suffer. But it's competing with the higher part of you that knows that the words don't matter at all. It's about the energy that's coming through you into the words and onto the page and out into the world and pulling the people in. And it was like watching, like, a million pounds fall off of her. Like, everyone in the room just kind of, like, leaned like relaxed back and um at that same moment what they didn't see was that I had like popped out of myself and I was like telling myself to shut the fuck up (laughs) (laughs) your energy has gotten too big um and um it's interesting because I feel like you know that's the work that we're doing here like it's it's making room for this other part of my work to come forward um, because of all the, you know, all the alignment, I suppose. So um, I just thought I'd share that with you because I thought it was a really funny, like, I wish I could cartoon it because it was so amusing. And I came home and I was just like, I was trying to explain it to my husband. He's laughing at me. I'm like, well, there you go. You know, that was all unconscious before and it became very conscious right there in the middle of the... (laughs) (laughs) Thank <laughs>
Well, when we get to show up, we get to show up. Yeah. Well, and, you know, it's all tied into other stuff, like the people in my life who took center stage um, were, like, maniacal about it, right? Like, you know, some of my mentors and my um, some of my family members, like, they love to be the center of attention, and they kind of tantrum when they're not, like, really amazing narcissists. So when I have that level of energy flowing through me and I have all the eyes on me, I'm in, um, you know, it makes me feel like I'm them in a sense because I'm usually the wallflower when they're around. So it's a, it's interesting that it's bringing all of that stuff up. Like, oh, okay, fear doesn't belong here. <laughs> so... We're all under development. That's what I keep reminding myself. I personally yeah. woke up feeling very under undeveloped this morning. <laughs> it's just not in the space I wanted to be in this morning. So I just woke up not feeling quite as developed as I wanted to, and and uh, I have decided to cut myself a break. I'm going to be here. I leave Friday morning to fly home, and then I get home Friday and then start packing to move and be moved by the thirty by the end of the 31st. And then I have my uh, appointment with my doctor for my treatments, my neurologist for my treatments on November 1st. So, And then I have like two and a half down days before the next burst of activity happens. So I woke up this morning, I think, just feeling all of that running, and um, and so I could just feel it all, and so I just let it have its play for a minute, and then got into the space of being grateful that I get to do all that stuff, So, because it could be that I would need to do that stuff and wouldn't be able to, which would be a whole other matter, so I'm feeling the pressure mm-hmm. of things I need to get accomplished. And I have the wherewithal to get them accomplished and get some help to get them accomplished. So this is one part I got to figure out about how to, I got to get my, my own car up to Orange County and then I got to get a ride back down to Carlsbad so I can pick up my hot rod and my kid's going to be out of town so I can't hitch a ride with her. So I got to get something sorted out to get a ride and it's supremely inconvenient because it means somebody's going to have to go basically two hours out of their way. Um, anyways, I'll get it sorted out. But in the meantime, it's just something I, I just need to work through the detail of getting it done. And I think everything else I've got figured out, I'm going to pay a moving company to come move me so I don't put my back out trying to carry stuff up and downstairs. So and I'm very grateful to have the resources to be able to do that so that I don't have to try and do it and render myself out flat on the floor. So I'm feeling the push of all of the things that need to get done. And part of it is just because it's all 
a couple thousand miles away from where I am. So it's not something that I can ramp up to start working on right now. I'm going to hit the ground in California and it's going to be like being shot out of a cannon. So I'm, uh, I'm anticipating some shot out of cannonness this weekend. So it's going to be what it's going to be and then it will end. Good news is it's like three and a half days of a hard push and then I'll have time to sort it all out after that. So anyway, so that was good. And um, other thing that I've been working on, which I'm really not going to talk about anywhere outside of this particular group, but I want to be able to put it here for people to hold spaces. I talked to a um, TV production crew last week um, about it, this idea that I have for a television show. And because um, uh, I've shared before, it's a narrative I want to tell. And so I was able to finally get a time together with the TV production crew and um, the crew that I would like to work with. Um, of course, naturally wants to sell the, tell the same narrative that I want to tell. Because um, that's, I'm sure, why God had me call that person. <laughs> so, and not some other production crew. Um, anyway, so we agreed that it's a story we'd both like to tell. And we started some conversation because he's got some meetings set up in about a week and a half with some networks about some different projects that he's working on. And so we had started out talking about him broaching the conversation with them about it in about a week and a half. And so we circled back around and um, agreed that we're not going to do that because I want it to be right when we give them the one sheet. I want to be able to actually do everything that we're, so I want to have hand over the one sheet, but I want to have the plan already in place for the one sheet. So if they say yes, we're actually already at the starting gate ready. And so we agreed that we were going to get things in place. And a lot of that just requires time and planning and getting things organized and um, sorting out some details and, as I started to sort out what I would like that um, series to look like, I've gotten more nods about clarity about who I could have join me and how that could unfold. So it's starting to take a life of its own, which is the way I like to have it be so that I'm not having to push it, that it just starts to unfold. And so it's in the unfolding right now. And, um, I'm excited to be able to have some time in about a week and a half to let to make space for more of the unfolding to happen. Once I get this moved behind me and I'll have more mental space and bandwidth to think about some other things. So anyways, that's something that I've been wanting to do. It's something that I have on my vision board. It's been on my vision board in a vague way for a couple of years now and uh, reading some of the things that I was reading in this week's chapter about not having a, a um, I don't know if they call it a misty or whatever it is. It can't be a vague desire. Yeah. Only a vague and misty concept of the things. Yeah. I'm 
So that's my intention is to take it out of the vague and misty and into really specific concrete. This is a specific vision of how it's going to be the people that I visualize in it and exactly what it is going to look like in really much more crystallized detail, knowing that it's going to happen how it's going to happen, but I have to get more specific and, and I have some ideas. And so some of that stuff is starting to, I call it drop in now. So some of those things are starting to drop in, which is exciting. And so it's exciting and, and a little unnerving all at the same time. Um, I don't have to be in charge of all of it. I'm just going to get the ball rolling. And apparently there, there's a desire for what it is I want to do. And I think even for the way that I want to do it is a little bit of a right turn and perhaps in some ways bigger than what I had originally intended for it to be. Um, so that's exciting and scary. There you go. Here's my check-in for the week. East North Carolina, do you want to check in? East North Carolina. Wow. And that's what my thing says. Uh-huh. <laughs> Hi, Jervis. Hey, y'all. Oh, shoot, I just dropped some. It's not good. Um, good. How's it going? Um, checking in, checking in. Well, I was, I was thinking this week, and you know, just again, kind of a continuation on the week before, just a flood of gratitude, and um, really, what I've been seeking is, is to see God's hand in everything, um, so I can be grateful, so I can acknowledge it and be grateful, and and make sure that I'm. I'm heading on the right course. And I was talking to my sister this week. She calls often for advice. Rarely ever takes it, but but calls often. For, <laughs> I think it's really just more to complain about how bad things are going or, or be excited about how good something happens. And really just a single data point, and she reacts uh, extraordinarily for everyone. And um, she was seeking, which was... Uh, a big step. She was kind of trying to find why something had occurred. And I, I won't go into too many details, but it, it was it was a pretty big deal. And she was looking for a pep talk. Just kind of like, well, this bad thing happened, but it's going to turn out to be really good, right? Right? And uh, I just said to her, you know, Kathy, some, sometimes just shit happens. Just bad things happen. And don't try to find something good in it. Just grow from it. Um, And that was like an eye-opener for me. Sometimes just bad things happen. And looking back on bad things happening throughout my life, the something good that came out of it was oftentimes just the growth. There, there was there was no miraculous, oh my gosh, look how the world changed because you suffered and endured this horrible thing. It was just the growth. And that, that growth led to steps to get the, the thing that I'm trying to get, to get whatever good thing I'm seeking after. I needed to go through some kind of trial 
so that I could grow, so I could learn, so I could be ready to handle the next step of, of the good things that are coming. So that's that's kind of where I was at this week. But that's all now. I'm done. Thank you. Good day. That's the extent of your talking today. Thanks, Travis. That was a lot of words for you, buddy. Thanks, Ken. Well, does anybody have any particular parts of the chapter they wanted to dive into this week before I start diving into stuff? Cheryl, I think I broke your conference call. It's really quiet. No. Sometimes we're just taking a pause to take it in. We had a discussion uh, last time this topic came up about what the certain way is. Oh, oh my God. Did you guys hear that? Yep. Well, I'll let somebody else talk because I have a lot of background noise with Thunder and Lightning. It's okay. Go ahead, Alan. Thunder and lightning is what's happening, so let's not worry about it. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> the cat just ran under the bed. <laughs> Poor baby. Um, so we, we last time this topic came up, we talked about the certain way, thinking in a certain way, and um, it was an interesting discussion because we all had a slightly different take on it, and uh, that was really helpful to me last time. Um, I think my take on it was thinking in a certain way was or is, it means uh, being confident. And um, first of all, he, you know, he emphasizes having a really clear vision and not just a general vision like I want a million dollars so I can do good in the world. But, um, you know, I... I want a million dollars so I can buy, um, you know, the house that I'm living in. And and then being certain about it when I think about it, to not think about it in a way that I'm yearning for and thinking of all the reasons why I can't have it or all the obstacles that are in the way, but to actually think about it in a, uh, I'm trying to come up with new words to put a spin on this, you know, because we've all heard positive thinking, but, uh, or an affirmative thinking, but to think about it in a way as if it's a real thing. It's here, it's happening. And um, so that that's kind of my take on thinking in a certain way. I know other people have slightly different takes on this. I like having faith that it's going to work out. Mhm. 
Yeah. For me, this book is actually a description of the thinking in a certain way. Uh, the process in this book, for me, is the thinking in a certain way. The, the having faith and gratitude. You know, this the summary, basically, chapter 17. You know, that there's the thinking stuff that's everywhere, which to me is... God, the God energy. And if we connect ourselves with that thing, and then once we connect ourselves with that thing and God energy, whatever it is, and put our desires out there, and if our desires are for the betterment of everyone, and then having faith and gratitude about the fact that it's going to happen, and doing all of it in a cooperative way as opposed to a competitive way. So for me, yeah, this whole book is the, the description of the, the thinking in a certain way. And part of it is certainly having that clear mental picture in our mind. Maybe this book is more like living in the certain way. And then there's thinking and acting and mm-hmm. having faith. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean... Every chapter we do in this book, I always say, oh, I love this chapter. (laughs) Because every time I read one of the chapters, I love the chapter. So it would be hard to pick out a favorite one. Um, Yeah. For me, me when I read... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, for me, what this chapter does for me, I know the second time I've read it, but when I think of um, you know, thinking in a certain way. I think that's the name of the chapter. Yeah, thinking in a certain way. For me, what I pull out of here is to stay focused on my um, on the picture that I want um, to accomplish. I, and it's all of what you guys said too for me. But what stood out for me was that once I've, I've formed a clear vision um, of what I what it is that I want, whether it's to become uh, rich, whether it's to travel, whether it's to have better health, um, whether it's to find a romantic partner or have a not find because I'm not looking, but to for a romantic partner or to, to be loving in my relationship, whatever that is, for me this chapter reminds me to not let go of my vision, to be very very focused. And maybe you guys said this, but I didn't hear it, but to be very focused um, and very clear about what what my ultimate goal is for my vision, for myself to be accomplished. I don't know, I have several different uh, highlights in my book that I <laughs> that I um, highlighted. That, that clear mental picture you must have continually in mind as the sailor has in mind the port toward which he is sailing the ship. You must keep your face forward. You must keep your face toward at all times. You must no more lose sight of it than the 
sincerely the side of the comfort. Something more is necessary, however, than merely to see the picture, maybe as a picture clearly. If that is all you do, you're only a dreamer and you will have little or no power of accomplishment. The whole matter turns on receiving once you have clearly formed your vision. When you have formed it, it is well to make an oral statement addressing the supreme and reverent prayer and from the moment you must in mind receive what you ask for. Just those, just those different paragraphs um, popped out at me um, because I lose sight. <laughs> I lose sight or I lose my vision. Uh, it ebbs and flows, I guess. That's probably a more appropriate way to say it. Um, you know, they, they, they talk about not only asking God for things on the holy day, but every day. And it feels sometimes that, you know, I remember my goal or I envision where I want to be, you know, and then it, it goes away and then it will come back. So I take this as just, you know, the constant reminder to have its presence in my in my mind's eye and, and in my soul. Um, and Cheryl, I, I, I watch you do this and it's profound. You're very focused in your vision and what it is you want. So um, that's what this chapter for me, I just check in about the chapter, but that's what this chapter did for me to be very specific about what it is um, that I want to think about in a certain way. And that's all I have. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the, the part in here where it says, you do not make this impression by repeating strings of words. You make it by holding the vision with unshakable purpose to attain it and with steadfast faith that you do attain it. That, that part is, I have that all marked up everywhere in my book. And I'm thankful. There's a lot about um, the man who can sincerely thank God for the things which it which as yet he owns only in imagination, has real faith. He will get rich. He will cause the creation of whatsoever he wants. And I thought, yeah, that's, that's a something right there. A lot of times the journey for me is holding on to the things when they haven't yet arisen. Did I break the conference line now? <laughs> no, no, we're just taking it in. Mm.
Yeah, I um so like a year ago I'm kind of chuckling to myself about so a year ago I signed up for a, a program, somebody else's program. Um which I got a lot out of it. Um I got a lot out of that particular program. It was helpful. It gave me some confidence in some areas where I could feel like I was a little bit wishy-washy and um, on some kind of structural things, really, in terms of cell cycle and things like that. And um, so it was, it, was, it was really helpful. And when I did that, part of what we were doing was practicing practicing a sales call and what that would sound like and kind of how that would can you, can you guys hear that getting like um like practicing how you'd step somebody through a phone call and help them to uncover their own um what do I want to call it the barriers, their own barriers for doing some of their own personal work. And it was a really helpful process for me to go through both for um, understanding the components of kind of what a call, a phone call with somebody like that would be like, and also getting clear for myself. And so during that time, when I had practiced that, I had <clears throat> played the part of both the person um, I, I played both a client and a, let's call it a coach. So I'd played both sides of the equation. And so we were, they were practice calls. And so we were practicing with each other. And so every time I was the practice client, I had already written down for myself, like what I wanted to be doing, um, monthly income and all those things. I had written all that stuff down for myself so that when I was, um, practicing being the client, I could actually get the value of being coached through those calls. So it's like getting free coaching in a way. And so I had written all that stuff down. And every time I got to the point where I had, I had, when I was playing the client and talked about the kind of clients I wanted to have, the monthly income that I wanted to be making, every time I did, got to the monthly income part, it was interesting that the people that I was doing the coaching program with all were like, wow, that's kind of, their thing to me was that it was unreasonable. It was, that's a lot. Like, don't you think that's a little bit like of a big jump to be making for what you could be making in a month? By doing, because I was saying I'll do coaching and consulting. And, um, and so there was this whole thing about that that was like, it was a big, it was a big number. They felt like it was too big. And so it was an interesting process for me to go through to hold on to what I believed even with getting all that pushback and um sorry, I don't know if you guys can hear it, but it's just really loud here. <laughs> um, it's not too bad. So it took okay. So it's okay, it comes and goes. I'm just there's this it's just what is. Um and so I guess it's been I'm gonna say it's been thirteen months. It's been thirteen months since I um, thanks, Glenn. Um, since I was doing that program, and I guess starting this past July, this was July, 
I started making almost to the penny per month what I had set out for myself to be earning. And so I had a good laugh at myself the other day when I started going through, because I was going through my financials to do my estimated tax payment. And now you want to talk about finding gratitude, being grateful that I get to pay that tax bill. (laughs) But for me, what it was, was having that belief and writing that down and then, um, then just continuing to try and take steps to work towards, towards, um, putting myself in that position financially, but not as um, a selfish, just something in it for me. Because the whole aim of my company is to transform people's thinking and improve lives. Like that's specifically the aim of my company is to build and operate a model education and training company that transforms people's thinking and improves lives and businesses. Like that's actually the aim. That's that is the aim of what my business is intended to do. And in every interaction I have with people, my intention is transformation for improved lives. So I'm always trying to see if there's some way that I can be a help or support or something positive. And um, I can't always live up to it, but it is always my aim. And so then I, this, past June, when we went through the first go-around of this, having that thing of making it clear for myself so that I could be thinking in a certain way and holding on to it regardless. Um, And so I wrote some other things down for myself in June when we started this process. And I was just having a conversation with somebody the other day about a potential business opportunity. And it actually would be the manifestation for a bunch of people of the exact thing that I wrote down in June. And so it might not be that I'm a part of the thing, but that business might get created and it may manifest the things for the people that I was hoping to see a manifestation for. So um, there is definitely some certain kind of power about for me, just for me, about writing it down. It's a different way for me to get clear. And I, I think it helps me to think in a certain way when I can write it down and refer back to it. And so when I started looking at my bank statement and realized that what was on my bank statement was mirroring the things that I had written down a year ago, it actually was a little bit arresting because it was so it was so precise and so exacting. And so um, my takeaway for myself is to be specific and don't play small because it was really exact, like the actual numbers in my bank account, (laughs) how exact they are with a thing that I wrote down 12 months ago. And um, so I'm looking for myself about not asking small, not playing small and not writing specific things small and not playing small with even the transformation I'd like to be able to create the opportunity for bigger numbers of people to have. Because it's what I, what I want people to have the thing that they want. So it's what kind of transformation do people want? And then drawing to me the kind of clients that want the kind of transformation I, can, I could deliver. 
So this chapter was driving all of that stuff home for me about the nuanced way that it, this thinking in a certain way has happened for me and actually writing it in words, because for me, words are really important, images and words. Um, so kind of being able to, you know, Jarvis was talking about the, um, you know, being able to see God's hand in things. And I don't know if you said it exactly that way, but something like that. And that's what has happened for me this week is going back and looking at things that I have written down for myself over the past year or two years about my own intentions and seeing God's hand in the manifestation of those things. Um, so, which has been a lot of them. And not all of it has been easy. Not all of it has come from a nice, just easy, you know, just smooth sailing kind of fashion. It's been a bumpy road. There's been potholes. <laughs> There's been some potholes. So, this chapter was, for me was a lot actually about kind of definiteness, but also concepts of things that have changed. I love this section in here. The answer to prayer is not according to your faith while you are talking, but according to your faith while you are working. I think that's why the gratitude practice is so important because mm-hmm. it it um it has us looking for the things that are working in our favor even when they don't look like that, right? Like be grateful even when um it looks like it's not working out. Um because all of that adds up faith, like all like you're saying, all of the tracking, you know, if you haven't kept track of um what you wanted and the consistent um improvement, even this thing with the the production company that you want to work with, you know, like to me those are the those are the things that are, um, in some ways, they're the easiest to manifest because they're so big. Things start to happen in such magical ways that you you just are sure that there's, you know, you can see how the the form, you know, the formless substance is working on your behalf. Like you can see how that all. You know, because there's just, like, how could I make that happen all by myself? Mm -hmm. You know, I'm being Mm -hmm. met more than halfway here. And and it just adds all of this energy to it that is, like, amazing. It just moves it so much more quickly when you act big and expect big, you know. So, yeah, I'm excited for you. Really good. Yeah, it's it'll be a fun thing and you know, it's all yeah, it's it's definitely way bigger than me, so <laughs> all I can do is my part and keep 
following the threads through. So, yeah, God's definitely got that one. And I agree with you in some ways. It's almost like it's easier to see the working, like the divine working in it, because I know there's no way it could be me doing it. So it's really easy to be in a place of gratitude and wonder about it. Yeah. Yeah, and even the timing, like how long has that production company wanted to tell that story, you know? Just, mm. just waiting. Yeah, he's had a couple you know, of years, like, yeah. Yeah. A couple of years. He's just been waiting. Yep. Wow. Um, he's been wanting to tell it. He's been waiting for a couple of years. I think three three years? Or is there, yeah, this is 16. So three years he's been wanting to tell that particular story. And... um and he tried to and got shot down from the client that he was partnered with, didn't want to tell the story he wanted to tell. And so I could barely even get out what I wanted to do before the guy just jumped on it and was like, I've been wanting to tell the story for three years. And I was like, yeah, I think, it's an, I think it would be an easy story to tell because it doesn't require a lot of work, actually. I mean, it will require a lot of work just in logistics, but the story itself is being told all the time. And he's like, yeah, exactly. That's the part nobody ever seems to get. And, you know, to come at racing from, from a different angle entirely. And this is still going to be good for the, for the sponsors or whoever's involved in it. Anyways, it's just coming at it from a different angle so that it can have a broader audience. And, um, yeah, so, yeah, it's just way bigger than what anything I could do you know, for sure on my own. So, well, it looks like Western Washington is on the line. Do you want to check in, Jasmine? Or share hello. what hello came up this week or what have you? Yeah. Um, well, first of all, my perfectionism has come up this morning. So I was like, well, shoot, I've been awake for this whole call and I could have called in at the beginning, but then I didn't. Um. And I decided that something is better than nothing. And, you know, I can just let that perfection go. And I can show up for the part that I can show up for. So that aside, um, I don't really... So, okay, I got a new job. Let's start there. I got a new job. I found out on Friday of last week, and I start on Wednesday of this week. Um which is really good news because uh, I just got an email from Wells Fargo, my bank, that there are $0 in my checking account and $0 in my savings account, which is terrifying. I can't remember the last time that's been true. Um, You know, probably when I was in high school living at home. I don't know. Um, So, but it's not overdrafted. And, you know, I I planned my little budget, and I've been following my little plan, and higher power came through in the nick of time. <laughs> um, there is there is various money out there in the universe in different pockets that is still on its way to me. Um, you know, a, a good chunk of money from a wedding that I officiated, um, a month's worth of... of um, medical leave of absence day from my former job. Um, so I still, you know, it's not that I haven't been doing my part, 
it's just that I get to have a little face, a little face moment today. So the good news is I sold a bunch of things I no longer needed, and I have exactly enough cash to ride the bus to my new job Wednesday through Friday. And my refrigerator is full of food, so I'm not going to starve. And you know, I'm I'm ahead on my rent. I I've been paying early by about a week ever since I moved to this new place. So my landlord and I are in really good standing. So I'm not worried. Um, you know, uh, the, even six months ago, this exact same circumstance would have turned me upside down. Um, and I I've just been living in faith and choosing faith over fear, um, which is a, a phrase that comes from a program that I'm in. Um, you know, I've been doing a lot of letting go and letting higher power, um, formless substance, the divine, what have you. And um, just it's getting easier. I'm so grateful for this new job. Um, it pays a lot better than my last job. And it's a desk job, so it's easier on my body. Um, and so last night, I was so excited about um, about the new job and, like, how much extra income I'll have each month. Um, but even though in this moment I have zero dollars in my bank account, I have a plan that I've written down on my budget. Because, you know, kind of like you said, Cheryl, making sure to... Uh, get really clear and put it down on paper. Well, I have a Google Doc. <laughs> Not quite the same as paper, but it is visual. And um, just just kind of mapping out what my monthly expenses are, which are really low because I've worked really hard over the last two and a half, three years to lower my monthly expenses so that I really am only spending money on things I need and I don't have a bunch of extra stuff every month. Um, I think I'll be able to pay off my the last bit of my credit card by the end of uh, November, and I can have my little emergency fund restocked also um, by December first. And then I was looking at different things. I've been I've been wanting to use this time where I'm where I'm living pretty low rent um, in the basement of a friend's house to to stockpile some money to buy my first house. And, um, you know, I was looking at houses in the area, and they're like half a million dollars, and I was like, wow, that's a lot of money and a lot of debt to take on. Um, But a tiny house is about $20,000. I think I could swing that. So, you know, I'm thinking about buying buying property and and buying a little tiny house to put on it and um, looking at my student loans and exactly how much they are and... You know, if I if I have this job or something that pays better, then I think I'll be able to pay off my student loans by 2022 and be completely debt-free by the time I'm, what, 33? I think that's old I would be then. Um, so that's a cool plan. Um, you know, I, I want to be preparing for my future. I want to be able to have family in the future and I would like to have all this debt paid off first so um, I have some other little goals that I've written down that maybe are a little bit further in the future like 
life insurance with long-term care option and an annuity. And I know about those things because I got licensed to sell life insurance and then never sold a single life insurance. <laughs> so I, like, studied for three months. And, you know, that that information didn't go the direction I thought it would, but it has taught me a lot about finance. And so now I can actually make more informed decisions about that stuff than I could have before. Um, the last two weeks or so, I've been really daydreaming about an electric motorcycle. Um, because I'd love to have an electric vehicle, but getting another car seems silly. I already have a hybrid, uh, but it still doesn't do great on the gas mileage. Um, so it's really early hybrid. Um, so, I mean, my car is wonderful. I love it. But um, if I had an electric motorcycle, it would be easy to park and it would be electric, so it's a lot better for the environment. And I found some online for about 10 grand or so. Um, so I'm dreaming about electric motorcycles. And I, like, found one, and there's a picture of it. And I, like, have a link to the website so it be really clear, like, okay. Um, but I'd like to talk to you, Cheryl, separately about your experience with motorcycles because I know you have them to kind of dream about what might be the best option to have. Um, but that would be a really fun and cool way to commute. I would have a blast. Um, so... Yeah, I'm just thinking about all these things, right? Instead of a new car, I could get an electric motorcycle. Instead of a, like, giant half-a-million-dollar house that I'm going to be paying off for 30 years, I can get a tiny house and, you know, live debt-free. Um, and, you know, I also am super open and happy to have the universe just snowball my income and then be able to, to just outright buy a half-a-million-dollar house and outright you know, buy huge pieces of land and all that stuff. Um, but I think in the in the five to ten year plan, paying off all the debt and living within my means is great. And then my means will increase, and then I can live within those means. Um, but I think it's good good practice now to live with with what I have. So, um, yeah. So the the I feel like for me at least the money piece is finally flowing. Um, it's been so hard to, like, wrinkle. And I've been trying to live in my will around it, and that hasn't been working. Surprise. Um, and so, you know, I finally just have had to turn it over to my to my higher power and to say, okay, like, I am going to envision my future. And whenever I envision my future, I always tack on this or something better. I ask, I ask my higher power for this, whatever the thing is that I'm asking for, or something better. Um, so, anyways, I am just really uh, grateful to be able to um, be reading this with you guys, with y'all, y'all humans, um, and. You know, to have this this little moment in my life where I I actually have no money, um, it's an interesting moment. But I know that this is this is the turning point. This is this is where, um, you know, my will has gotten me to this place, and it's time for mm-hmm. a higher power to show off, um, and and show me what higher powers will can pull off. So, anyways, I've been just 
sitting in gratitude a lot the last couple of days. And every single day, I'm just so grateful that I get to live with my cat again. That's like the biggest thing for me right now, which sounds silly, but, um, you know, I, I went through a breakup and lost having my cat in my home at the same time. And it totally sucked. It was so bad. Um, and so now, like, being single and then getting to have my little cat back is so wonderful. And I love her. It's so great. Um, so, you know, I get to to focus on my cat and my little life here. And I got my space fully unpacked. And I've, I've let go of any of the excess objects that I no longer need. And I sent them off into the universe to go live, you know, more life somewhere else with somebody else, you know. I sent my my little extra jewelry from when I was a kid that's, like, beads on strings and whatever, like, to the Boys and Girls Club and an old printer that I just have never used and, you know, whatever else. Um, so I'm not hoarding anymore. Um, I'm, not, I'm not, you know, clenching with a tight fist and terror that I have to keep every single thing I ever get. Um, and I think being more in the flow and trusting in the universe is really going to serve me well. So, um, yeah, I'm just so grateful. Um, yesterday I led a meeting and I talked about obsession and I've been reading a lot about it. And one of the things that I learned is that, you know, when that stuff starts to come up, um, interrupting the thought and replacing it with something else is really helpful. And I think that applies to, you know, a scarcity mindset versus versus an abundance mindset as well. So when I have have times that I start to get scared, I'm like, oh no, like I don't have money in my bank. One of these people gonna pay me and blah blah blah. Like instead of instead of letting that first thought even get off the ground, I get to replace it with, you know, a prayer or um, you know, let go and let higher power or like playing my new ukulele that I got that just brings me so much joy. You know, it's fun to have this new little hobby and it's very easy. It's so small. It's, I can be sitting in my little lounge chair and then just pick it up and I don't have to get out of the chair and I don't have to get around the, the little arm things. I could just sit there and strum and it's adorable and happy sounding and everything's okay. So Anyways, um, you know, when that anxiety starts to come up, I I just get to start listing what I'm grateful for instead of letting it win. And just stopping the stopping the hamster wheel of anxiety <laughs> before it gets rolling is pretty good. Yeah, that's the whole gratitude thing is a you know, that's such an important component to this, you know, whole process. Being able to be yeah. grateful for the things that we have and yeah, for sure. Totally. So that's like two weeks of two weeks of share. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks, Jasmine. Thanks, Jazz. Yeah, I have an arrow for myself for the oh. Often I'll read this one last thing here. It says, behind your clear vision must be the purpose to realize it, to bring it out into tangible expression. And I wrote myself a note about the Kyligo exercise. So I'm going to do that this time. I never did get get to that last time. 
So I'll be home for a couple of weeks. So perhaps I can try that with somebody when I'm home. Sorry, I've been trying to What was that last thing you said you're going to say? Um, it was, it's an exercise that I learned. I think I shared about this last time when we went through this. Um, it's an exercise that I learned at a, uh, conference oh, I that I went to. Yeah. That I re- remember. Yeah. yeah. The remember exercise. Remember when that, that particular exercise, so it's a way to be able to live, um, live it all in the present and then partner with somebody to do it and then they can boost it. They can basically say all the things that they get inspired about your vision. So I'm going to, going to do that this time. I wrote a note to myself to do that. A statement of intentions followed by affirmation from another person. Is that sort of what it is? Um, you actually frame out the whole thing as if it's already happened. So, and, and so the person who, so let's say I was doing something with, let's say this particular mastermind group, because this is basically a manifestation of, of an idea that I had, right? So I've been attending other people's programs and at some point realized, why don't I just start one? I could have the thing that I want have the experience that I want to have while being of service to other people and we could all grow together. And um, at some point I wanted to be able to just start being able to somewhat uh, fly the plane instead of getting on as a passenger of other people's planes. And, And so the whole idea is to start out with something that, you want to have that you haven't manifested yet. So let's say this was, let's say we're sitting in March 1st of 2016. And I started saying, I remember in March when I had this idea to, or let's say it's, you know, today, but going back, I remember in June when I had this idea that I wanted to start a mastermind group and I wanted to create an opportunity for myself and other people to, grow spiritually and mentally and financially and I remember putting it out to a bunch of friends and just saying hey I'm going to start this thing do you want to join me and getting an immediate and robust response with people saying yes 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 and before you knew it we started the group and we had so much fun and it was such an evolution for everybody and and everybody had such a great time being on the calls together supporting each other helping each other and people's financial situation changed, their spiritual situation changed, they grew. And so you do the whole thing. I'm not really in the space to do it right now, but you do it as if it's all already happened. So you pick something that you want that hasn't happened yet. And then you talk about it as if you remember when the whole thing started. So if you were going to talk about your tiny house, you'd, you'd, you'd be saying, okay, this is, you know, September of 2017. And you'd say, I remember in September of 2016 when I got clear that I wanted to, or October, whatever date you want to use, when I decided I wanted to get a tiny home and I got really excited about it and I started looking at land to see 
you know, where was I allowed to have a tiny home and were there tiny homes available and how much money would I need? And I started asking questions. And so you go through this whole thing about as if it's already arrived and you do that for say 10 minutes with a partner. And then at the end of 10 minutes, they boost it by telling you all of the inspirations that came up for them around your idea. So they hold space while you're saying all the stuff you're saying for five or 10 minutes, and then they boost it by saying all the stuff that came to mind for them when you were talking about the idea. So you can partner. Yeah. So it's a way to live in the space when you're not in the space yet and saying, I remember when allows you to talk about it as if it's already happened. It sounds like a great thing to do as part of like a full moon ritual because the full moon is all about abundance. Yeah, well, the person that I know that does it, they do it, they do it like several times a week and it's manifested all kinds of stuff for them. They started doing it a while ago and they've, they've used it to manifest a bunch of things and they do it several times a week with their partners. And so it's kind of one of those things that, and I think it's it's a consistent use kind of a thing is what was suggested by the person that was um, leading this particular conference. His name is Kyle Cease, and the, the exercise is called Kyligo because it's a combination of Kyle and his best friend Diego, and they created it together one day when they were driving in the car. So they just called it after the, themselves. So That's they awesome. smushed their two two names together. So. Um, yeah, so for me, it, it's it's a way of being able to live today as if the future is already here. And I've done the exercise. It's pretty powerful, and it definitely leaves you with a different kind of energy to start out the day. So anybody else have anything about thinking in a certain way? All right. Well, next week we are on, I think it's still only doing one one chapter, I believe, next week. Let me look, I'll tell you. Two chapters. Oh, I yeah. got it right. Chapters, yep, chapters 9 and 10, how to use the will and further use of the will. So that's next week. Chapter 9, How to Use the Will, and Chapter 10, Further Use of the Will. So, yay! Yeah! Woo-hoo! All righty. Okay, everybody. Well, thanks, everyone. I'll talk to you next week. I'm breaking a job. Oh, congratulations. All right. How exciting. Oh, my gosh. So <laughs> I'll bring the Bluetooth for the bus. <laughs> okay. Bring your Bluetooth and your mute button. There you go. <laughs> I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye.